All right, welcome to the Deer Vane Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller, and today I got a friend of mine on here named Jake Daly. He's a long-term friend, kind of grew up together with him, hunted with him, got my biggest buck on his property, actually. The worst, one of the worst hunts of my entire life, if <laughs> like, look at it. But, uh, but I got him on today, and uh, I think this is episode eight, and we're just going to go over kind of the background of our, our hunting career whatever you want to call it experience careers but then also kind of looking into more of a more of a controversial topic today on why we hunt so it's kind of a a question that a lot of people should ask themselves and a lot of people don't ask that when they start because they start hunting and they're just like yeah i want to go like kill a deer and i want the food and i want the rack and i want the experience and i want to understand what it's about and then after a while you're in this and you're doing it for years and years and years. And then you're like, you come across a scenario where you like make a poor shot on a deer or you just kind of like are just sitting there thinking about it. And you're like, why do I do this? Because I can just go to the grocery store and I can just swipe my credit card, you know, and yeah. I can eat for my family that way. But there's, there's other reasons we do it. And today I just wanted to, Jake and I wanted to cover that, so I'll flip this over to Jake real quick and let him tell you a little bit about himself and uh, where he's from, what he's done hunting, and then we'll kind of just get into why we hunt. All right, go for uh, it, man. All right, thanks, Anthony. Yeah, so I'm Jacob Daly. I'm from Platteville, <laughs> Wisconsin, uh, southwest corner of Wisconsin. Um, got a piece of property out there family owned like about 300 some acres and nice nice set of property woods and and cropland and stuff um seen some nice deer have some nice deer um yeah mark shot that giant the other year yeah <laughs> like uh, i think it scored like 185 it was like yeah. had like a 20 inch inside spread or something <laughs> and there was uh, a buck actually was found dead by a turkey hunter on there last year that scored like 187 which had like a giant club on the one side just and a bunch of just nasty gnarly shit for his brow tines so that's great yeah yeah so it's pretty cool but you know i've been hunting but you didn't ever kill since. it <laughs> no unfortunately not but you know i guess that means that there's deer out there like that so that's something to look forward to <laughs> yeah for sure so, so yeah all right cool so yeah and the other thing one other thing that's kind of interesting about your farm is that it's got it's like two hillsides right it's a big it's kind of like a big rectangle it's got two hillsides you can yep. hunt either hillside uh, mm -hmm. and you got a nice creek flowing through the bottom of it um you run cattle on there, which is yep. really interesting because what do you like? I know I like hunting out there with you. We had the, we ran into cattle yeah. often. You kind of like hunted around the cattle. Yeah. But for anybody listening, before we get into the big thing, do you have any like tips or anything for hunting around cattle since you've done it your whole life? Dude, yeah, that's very true. I've hunted around cattle all my life. I was just at my buddy's house actually last weekend out in Ohio, and he had cattle out there too. So I was like, oh, it's just like home. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't approach it any different than I normally would. It's, I mean, I figure the cattle are out there. 
24-7 with the deer. They smell them. They see them. They hear them. So I don't really think that there's much to do. Yeah, I mean, it might suck. You're sitting in the stand and the cow walks underneath and it's like, oh, well, it's kind of shot then, which it probably is. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to, like, push the deer away from where you're sitting, really. So okay. I don't really have if much. You, if, so if you're, like, doing an all-day sit? Like, say it's, like, November 8th, and you're like, yep, I'm going all day. And yeah. uh, you get out there, and sun comes up, and cows start rolling into your area. Are you getting down and moving? Or are you staying there? I'm probably going to stay there because, <clears throat> more than likely, they're just going to move out of the way. They're, they tend to, at least on on uh, on my farm, it's, they tend to – go down the valley eventually they don't really hang out in the woods too often too often so okay. yeah I, and and again i just think there's that familiarity factor between the wildlife and the cows i don't think they're sure. really too much of a nuisance yes they're not gonna they aren't gonna like hang out with them and rub shoulders with the cows or anything but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah so yeah i'd probably okay. stay there they're probably gonna move off after a while and I don't know. Deer might come in yeah. and inspect inspect it afterwards. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I uh I remember one time on your farm out of the big oak on the corner where I shot that that big ten point, uh I was sitting there one time and I had like four or five cows under me and a buck and this spot is kind of on the very top of the ridge and it's in mm-hmm. between the end of the if you've ever been in like uh cattle pasture, there's always like trails along the fence line. So it's essentially in between that trail of the fence line and then past that fence line is corn. And then the other side of me is kind of starting to go down a ridge. And I had a buck mm-hmm. come right up that ridge, a small six point, came to that that uh, trail right along the fence line, which was like my shooting lane, looked over, looked at the cows, and then looked around and then just like literally backed up. Didn't <laughs> like he just like slowly back like I've never seen a deer walk backwards before really and he just backed up back into the woods and then got once he got in he turned around like oh they didn't see me <laughs> just like nope 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 yep, go yep, back go back it. yeah yeah I'm not interested in this corn anymore <laughs> so yeah all right well yeah and you've been hunting pretty much your whole life what are you thirty are you thirty years old Jacob pretty close right. yep don't remember yeah me. I know. I'm getting close too, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ever since what? I think you could take under safety at 12 here. So mm-hmm. ever since then, basically been hunting gun and then started out with bow. Yeah. Wow. So what, uh, so Jake actually shot me a text the other night. It was like, what, four or five nights ago. I was like, hey man, do you want to have a conversation about why we hunt? And I was just like, yeah, no, that that's a great conversation. A lot of people, it's something that I find myself, explaining to a lot of people when you really start getting into the thick of it because i think it's like two or three percent of the united states actually hunts really so it's yeah there's like 250 million people in the states no i think it's more than that i think there's like 10 to 15 million hunters in the state or in the country i think it's in the country because Wisconsin has like some of the highest deer hunting numbers. Sure. And we're like six, seven hundred thousand. You know, and Michigan is in that range too. Yeah. Um, Texas is the biggest. I think they got they have over a million. But I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in like the fifteen, maybe twenty million. But still, either way, it's under it's 
it's a very yeah. significant amount. Yeah. So when I was when and when growing up in Wisconsin, like you get when we were growing up, you would get off the Friday before deer season. Like your parents <laughs> would write you out of school. To <laughs> right. Like that's how much that's how ingrained it is in the culture here. And I've through social media and through like just growing kind of my network through social media, I've actually talked to a few people that are from like California and Miami and Florida and th- like Florida, and Miami, whatever. And they say it's like, and I asked them, is it really like how they say it is where people think that meat just comes out of a tree and hunting's terrible. And there are, and the few people that I've talked to have been like, yeah, like that is what people think. you're a vegan or vegetarian or you like are you just i mean you know what is it vegans vegan and vegetarians are like a very very small percentage of the country anyway like if you eat meat like you should not be opposed to hunting you think yeah it's a i mean yeah it's either raise cows raise cows in a pen and kill them or let the animal run around free and possibly kill them right you know like I, I mean, if I want, if I was meat for a prey, I would prefer the deer way. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Raised in a cage. Right. It's like, oh, you want to grow some tomatoes and eat those? Yeah, sure, that makes sense. You want to grow some meat and eat that? <laughs> eat what? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. That lab meat that's coming out. I mean, right. Yeah, and all the fast food chains are promoting their impossible burgers or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. I mean, I hear it tastes just like it. And that's that makes sense to me. Like I'm sure you can get things to taste like it, but the makeup of it and stuff like that, I I mean, twenty years down the road, man, it'd be like that shit causes cancer. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, don't eat People that. Are be losing legs in the future and right. be like, Yep, yeah. well, you shouldn't have had that burger. <laughs> right. <laughs> um but uh, but anyway, so, I kind of got off on a tangent there. Yeah. So yeah. I find myself explaining to people why I hunt. Mm-hmm. So I just thought this would be a great conversation to, to have. So I kind of touched on it a little bit there. But Jake, you go ahead and kind of kind of explain why you hunt. Let's just start this conversation. Yeah. And so why do I hunt? I think... It originally started off with, you know, you're chasing that trophy, that big buck. You want the, I don't know, see the horns, have the horns on the wall and stuff. But then as time went on and it wasn't, I found that it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be to get those big deer all the time. You know, sure. you watch, you watch hunting shows and they just shoot monsters all the time. You're like, oh yeah, that'd be easy. I should do that. Hey, put corn out and they come. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it, to me, it almost became more of a, I don't know, a religious type of thing in a sense, more of a, a self-reflecting type of deal. Like, I don't know, it's just a lot of time to sit out in the woods and just reflect and you kind of uh, be one with nature, so to speak. Dude, like, you, yeah, I totally agree. You learn a lot about yourself sitting in mm-hmm. a stand for hours on end by yourself. Yeah, yeah no Especially doubt. when we were younger and there weren't smartphones. Yeah, right. I mean, I remember the first time that people could text on opening day of gun season. And it was just like <laughs> your phone just blew up. And now right. your phone's just, I mean, you get a couple texts that are say good luck. But I remember when we were like probably 14, 13, 14 years old and people 
like your phone just blows up with text messages and you get pictures and you can't even tell what kind of deer it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those you awesome know? flip phone cameras. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally agree. Just a lot of time in the woods, but keep going. Yeah. The, um, and then also with that, I mean, you're, you get to see bow hunting particularly, you get to see the deer in a more natural state or wildlife in general in the more natural state. Like you're kind of, goes along with that being one with nature like you're sitting there and they're just kind of moseying through oh cat yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the deer just kind of moseying through they're 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 doing their own thing and and you it's just really cool to observe nature in its natural form um you know you see deer alongside the road and stuff and also during gun season it's but it's almost like they're more, they're less wild in those states versus bow hunting in particular. So that's the biggest things for me is just kind of seeing being in that natural state versus for you and the animals as well. Yeah. No, I, I would totally agree for bow hunting. I mean, bow hunting versus gun hunting, gun hunting, like deer know what's up and they're like, oh crap, we got to get out of here. You know, and so I've I've done multiple, multiple years. I've seen deer that come running up to me during gun season like they're just running. I rarely sit in a tree stand during gun season just because I like to move. I'll sit for like the first hour, but then I'll kind of still hunt all around for the next few hours and just wander. Um, But I've had multiple deer come running through and when they look at you. It's just like there's like a, a look of fear, pure fear in their eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I've seen that multiple times. And it makes me it literally it makes me, I hate to say this, but it makes me not want to shoot that animal because it's just like from what you're saying, like the natural state of things, like I would much rather have a deer come walking by and them not even know that I'm there whatsoever. And then all they hear is just a twang. And then they, they, I don't know what they feel, but it's just blood pouring out. And in five seconds, they're dead. Like that's what I want. Right. And then that allows you to, to make a better shot and, and make a cleaner shot. And plus the animal is more relaxed too. So it's less likely to flinch and jump and, and you're, you know, allow you to, or cause you to put a bad arrow or a bad shot in. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Gun. And you talk to a lot of people. I have a friend of mine specifically named Mike Helming and he, uh, he used to only gun hunt and then he picked up bow hunting for a a year or something like that. And the first thing he said to me after the first time out, he goes, dude, I saw so many more deer. They're just all over the place. And they're not just, they're not terrified and running everywhere. They're like just doing their thing. I mean, I don't think people realize that when you're just out there in a tree being still, they can't smell you or anything. They're just walking around, you know, mm-hmm. just doing their thing. And it's, it's really cool to be in that state where you're almost like quote unquote invisible. Right. You know? Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And you, you'd mentioned like you kind of, you do some still hunting and stuff like during uh, gun season. It's kind of, you get to explore a little bit too. Um, especially if you're on like public land that you're not super familiar with, you just get to see some new, new places. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I use, I've, I've started using gun season as 
like a time to just explore because uh, if you jump a deer during gun season you can still likely get a shot off mm. you know whereas if you jump a deer with a bow you're not gonna get <laughs> it's right. very unlikely yeah. that you're gonna get the shot yeah. yeah right but no i i totally agree it's just kind of being being in the woods and being in the natural state and, and people would argue that with saying well then why don't you become a photographer why do you have to kill why do you have to kill an animal why do you have to just why can't you, you just go sit out there well, but then that's kind of the thing with hunting. Like, you don't have to kill each time. Like, you don't, every time you go out in the woods, you don't have to kill an animal. You don't have to kill a deer every time. Shoot, you might, you might only see a bunch of fawns or, you know, real small bucks. Like, it's just, you're just, you know, ex, you're almost exploring at that stage. And, sure. But yeah, you're still hunting, but you're not right. taking you're, an yeah, you're not taking every animal that comes by you. Right. It's not like, if I see 10 deer, I'm going to kill 10 deer. Right. And most most people nowadays, like, there are a lot of meat hunters out there yet. But, I mean, a lot of people are just after that that big buck and just managing, you know, there's the Quality Deer Management Association. And they put out, they help you kind of manage your herd, which for anybody listening that doesn't kind of quite understand that, there's, there's buck to doe ratios that you want to maintain based on your objectives of that piece of property there's buck to doe ratios you want to maintain. So, you know, say the, say the ratio, the objective calls for a ratio of one buck to one doe. That means you're going to put out a ton of trail cameras and you're going to do a big survey of your property, find out how many deer are really on it, and then ratio those out, buck to does. And then most of the time, people will have way more does than they have bucks. So then it becomes a selective process of, okay, we can shoot two bucks off of this property this year, but we need to shoot nine does. And what that's for is managing that ratio to be healthier um, because a lot of people, ooh, Allie's getting home. Give me one second. Um, Well, I have to just cut this. My wife's just getting home and she's going to come in and go, what's going on? (laughs) But um, anyway, they people will manage that ratio for one to one, like I was saying. So, and that's like a healthier ratio. Humans are essentially one to one and that's what you want in a deer herd as well. For many, many years, people only shot bucks. So a lot of older Mm -hmm. properties and old property owners still just have a ton of does. And I see it. I've, I have friends who have properties still, and they'll be like, man, I saw 42 does today and I didn't see a buck. And I'm like, well, you should probably start shooting some of those does because that's probably not a healthy herd. And they're like, well, we only shoot does. So, um, so Allie just walked in, (laughs) uh, you want to say hi to podcast land, hon? No, no, she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say Uh, hi to her. Hi, Ellie. Yeah. I'm talking to Jake daily. She said, she'll say hi to you. She said, hi, Jake. (laughs) Um, but anyway, yeah, being, um, running those, running those ratios allows you to be selectful of your harvest and have a reason behind it. You know, it's bettering the herd. It's bettering the population. Because with the lack of predators, you know, humans have pretty much cut coyote numbers down way down compared to what they could be. Or actually, they're probably way up um, because humans cut down wolves so much. Like, you know, Wisconsin used to be full of wolves and now there's only a few packs, you know, that they reintroduced. So just the fact that you had all these deer that were stifled by um, their population growth was 
pretty minimal by all these wolves and all these predators. And now there's just endless numbers. I mean, I think Wisconsin shot 400,000 deer last year, something like that. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's out, it's outrageous how much, how many deer um, Wisconsin shoots. Let me look that up. Someone's going to call me out on that and I'm going to be way off. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the big one. And that that ties back into conservation and how right. um, it ties back. Like I said, yeah, it ties back into conservation and just doing doing the best you can for the land, because humans are kind of the ultimate land manager nowadays. And you just have to we have to do our part and just letting it go wild isn't isn't doing anybody justice or any animal right yeah then you're gonna have lots of disease in your deer herds and they're gonna be they're gonna be causing collisions with cars which by the way i smashed one with my car tonight so did you really fun oh man yeah so a little little yearling so didn't do a ton of damage but enough that i need to go get some new fenders and stuff but uh, that's the way it goes when you're driving home through the countryside at what five thirty, six o'clock at night in wisconsin yeah. yeah all right so i looked up the harvest statistics wisconsin shot there were 300 and like 30,000 340,000 deer shot last year in wisconsin the height was in 2000 and i think that was the beginning of kind of cwd and all that and moving that through uh i I forgot what you what number you rattled off before you actually looked it up so i I said four hundred thousand. Oh, i was close yeah yeah so it's it's actually closer to 350 but in the year 2000 they actually shot six hundred thousand deer (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah so there's i mean there's there's a lot of deer in Wisconsin, but yeah, indeed, essentially not uh, not managing them is not doing right by the population. I mean, humans need to manage them. Or otherwise, like you said, disease. I mean, CWD is a prime, mm-hmm. prime example, and that's spread through contact. There's a ton of information out there, but essentially CWD is spread through contact, and it is a 100% fatal disease that will kill deer generally within three years of getting it, three to four years of getting it. So, um, and it's not, it's a virus. It's, and there is no vaccine or anything. So it's non, essentially non-curable at the moment. There's nowhere, there's no, no end to it. But anyway, having that conservation is good. Um, of course we've got to talk to big elephant in the room, meat, you know, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. a huge reason for why we hunt. Would you, uh, but it's so tasty though. I don't know how you, I don't know if, does it taste better because you actually went out and got it yourself or is it taste better because it's healthier than like say a store-bought steak? I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder that sometimes. Dude, I, I would agree that when, if I'm serving a steak to somebody and it's a venison steak, I am much more proud yeah. When I serve it versus when I serve, you know, a, a steak from a grocery store. Yeah. I will say that. I don't know. I mean, venison, ha- it's not the same as like a regular beef steak. It ha- has its own flavor. Well, well you can, right. You can <laughs> doctor it up. 
Well, yeah. You know to make it taste like beef, but I then <laughs> then why are you even killing a deer? You know, like if you don't like the, you know, that's right. my personal thing on that. Like I like the the taste of the game, and I think it's not saying that it's gamey at all. It's just different. It's like pork versus beef. Like it's just different. Yeah. It's not bad or anything like that. Right. Um. So if right. you haven't tried it, if you listen to this and you haven't tried venison, like it's not bad by any means. I mean, everybody eats it. Like a ton of people eat it. And if you're curious about it, start off with some like venison jerky or something. Then, oh, yeah, then you know. Then I mean, you can get stuff that tastes the same and better as store bought jerky. Like that's not. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, let it marinate for two days and some teriyaki. You got right. some premium premium jerky. Right. Um, but yeah, har- harvesting that meat on your own, um, and it's extremely clean. Like I was saying earlier. It's wild. It's free. It, it had its life. Like it had it, it had its ability to live. It wasn't just in a fence all the time. It eats mostly organic food. I would think. You know. I mean, it gets into corn. Right. Gets into soybeans, which aren't like 100% organic, or you know, they're they're not like natural to the area. But a deer's main uh, food source is actually browse, which for people who don't know is just literally like anything that's green in the woods, and they just like walk through the woods snack essentially snacking and then they'll eat a lot in like a cut cornfield or in some soybeans in the summer and stuff like that but for the most part the majority of their diet is is natural food sources acorns apples and then also on top of that like you know you compare like a a a wild free-ranging deer or with uh i don't say a, a beef cow that's in a, a feedlot, you know, that thing is getting fed antibiotics and whatever else to keep it healthy because it's in such close proximity to other animals and other feces and all this stuff to keep it clean and healthy. Like mm-hmm. you don't have any of that stuff going into venison or deer. Like they're eating right. whatever they can find. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, meat's a, meat's a big part of it. Um, I always like to have, venison in the freezer it's always weird when i grab that last package like oh man i gotta go get some get some more you know yeah, yeah. and that's one of the nice things if you are in wisconsin or you're gonna hunt in wisconsin i mean there's places where you can get multiple tags i know for the property that i'm hunting like iowa county which is southwest wisconsin or grant county you get three tags just like flat Ooh. off for does you get one buck tag and three tags for does and i think you can get like three a day so it's not, <laughs> you're not limited. <laughs> you know? So if you want to come fill the freezer, it's not that expensive to do it here. Right. You know, for, I think an out-of-state license is like 150 bucks. And you couldn't, you can't buy half a cow for 150 bucks, you know, and you can shoot four deer. <laughs> well, granted, you're not guaranteed to get a deer, but No, still. you're not, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, you're not guaranteed, but I mean, you have the opportunity to do that. I don't. If you know a property or you're going to hunt private, <laughs> often, a lot right. of times you're going to have that opportunity, at least at the does. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Sure. That's very true. Very so, true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hunt a lot because of the meat, the meat piece. And I do, you know, I like the the challenge of it. I think it's difficult to do if you're hunting like specifically like older bucks, I mm-hmm. like that strategic challenge and trying to figure out where they're going to be and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could kind of consider it a hobby that way. 
but it's like an ultimate game of chess and people I always get people saying things like um man if he would have just taken that one more step or if he would have done this or if he would have done that and my thought to them always back is man if he would have taken that step he would have died you know you right. didn't get a shot at him he saved his own life so like they're built to survive you know oh, yeah yeah that's <laughs> like yeah their but, uh, ultimate but goal it is, yeah it is a big chess game but i also really like um so for me personally i like figuring that 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 stuff out i like putting the puzzle pieces together i like just getting in and getting close to these deer that are so elusive you know like people are like yeah. oh i see them all the time well there's there's a there's a difference between city deer and like actual huntable deer and then there's right. also a difference between deer that you see alongside the road at midnight you know if hunters could hunt at night deer would be dead all over the place <laughs> yeah you know, there's a right. reason that's illegal <laughs> um, same with shining there's a reason like you can't shine with a gun <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. but uh but i i really enjoy like getting close and getting after it and then just like the whole adventure part of it i there's miles and miles that i've walked on public land that i never would have otherwise yeah you know true. and stuff that i've seen i mean going out west I mean, they're like going out west to Colorado and this year I went to Idaho, things that I was able to see and adventures I was able to take with an end goal in mind, you know, like the goal is to kill like out west. The goal was to kill an elk, but the adventure is, you know, 60 percent of it, 70 percent mm -hmm. just having that experience. You know, I, I think life is made up of cool and fun experiences. Yeah, that, I mean, you could just I'm spend about. You get to spend time with your your friends and get to spend time like kind of talked about earlier, like connecting with yourself and with nature and and you know the icing on the cake is if you actually harvest an animal, right? Then it's like fresh fresh tenderloins that night. And that's the <laughs> best. Yes, <laughs> like straight out of the animal onto the grill, like in under mm. a few hours. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember doing that a few times at your place. Just like get them, get them into the barn, get them on the four wheeler, get them into the barn, start the yep. grill. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So can't beat that. No, no, you can't at all. Uh, but really, you know that that's kind of all of it for me. You know that huge strategic chess piece and move being being in a big strategy session and trying to just figure everything out. It's like a giant puzzle to me. That's how I envision it in my brain. It's like, nice. and every day you go out there, you add another piece to that puzzle and the puzzle is infinite in size, you know? So you're and... just like building your knowledge <laughs> of how these things work. Cause my, I mean, my personal ultimate goal is to be able to just kind of walk onto a piece of property and in a week or two be able to have a, a nice deer on the ground like that would be my ultimate goal is to understand whitetails enough to the point that that's what i can do and there's yeah. people out there who can do that and it's just a lot of experience a lot of time in the woods and, and a lot of anal analyzing everything and putting it all together and you're basically but just I, being a student of nature at that point yeah and a very diligent yeah. student <laughs> yeah one of the things that i do have to get a lot better at is what people call like woodsmanship and being able to identify different trees, different bushes, oh. you know, different like food sources and things like that for deer, different gotcha. mushrooms. Like I gotta, I gotta do better at that for sure. Cause right yeah, now you... I'm like, that's, that's 
uh, not right now, but before I'd be like, that's an acorn tree. Oh, <laughs> Anthony, that's called an oak. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, nice. But, yeah, yeah, you're you're way more in depth than I am about that stuff. Maybe I've been spoiled, so to speak, with like private land and stuff. But I go out there just to sit, really. Yeah, I mean, granted, out. I I understand, you know, where the deer move generally, and you know where I think I should be to get my best opportunity at at taking an animal. But mainly, it's to get some time and sit out there and see what see what I can see. I mean, shoot. Mm-hmm. I get so excited just even seeing a deer, let alone yeah. having, let alone taking it. It's like, oh wow, look at that, a deer! But then <laughs> it's weird because at the same time you see it, like see one in like the city or along the right side of the road, and you're like, oh, a deer. Not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly as exciting. <laughs> no, I agree. And a lot of people like now with electronics and phones being everywhere, people want to unplug all the time. Like that's true. Starting to like figure out how to unplug, and that's, I mean. You want to unplug, go sit in the woods and get back, get back to what nature is and what's out there. You know, see yeah. the different birds, see the geese, see the all the other stuff besides deer. Mm-hmm. You know, all the turkeys, all the squirrels, the chipmunks, all the different birds. You yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool the things you see out there. Um, bobcats, coyotes. You know, yeah, that like, is just that is cool. Different stuff that you would never see otherwise. Our our Mother Earth is very diverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I once I remember on your farm another story from your farm. I saw a raccoon attack a four point buck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that's something you're never like really gonna see elsewhere. Right. You know, that buck was like trying to eat some acorns, and this raccoon was trying to do the same thing. Like, no, this is my but, acorns. Yeah, get out of here. And that buck like backed up and then stomped back at him, and that raccoon took off. It was like, oh, yeah, I guess you are a lot bigger than me. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, cool. But no, I mean, you know, just the adventure and connecting back to nature, and then having that conservation piece about, you know, doing your part to manage the land. I mean, you know, we build, humans build and build and build and build. But, you know, taking care of what we have already is all also very important, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why I hunt. And, and I think you and I are in pretty much solid agreement on the values and stuff, why we hunt. I, yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, um, you know, I think that's it for this one. Uh, I think we kind of covered that. Um, but, uh, but you guys got any, any questions, any comments, anything you want to add, anything you think we really missed the boat on? I'd love to hear about it. So again, you can just email me straight off this, off the podcast. You can also, uh, find me on Instagram at DeerVane and also at Facebook on, at DeerVane. And I did just get a TikTok account, <laughs> the little kid stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I heard that's a good spot to be right now. So I'm just trying that out, figuring that one out. So you can find me there too. Um, otherwise, you know, if you feel the need to leave a review on this, I'd really appreciate that as well. Just give me a five stars and then talk whatever crap you want to talk afterwards. <laughs> just <give me> <laughs> five. <laughs> and, uh, and that's cool. it. Anything else, Jake? No, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. All right. Cool. All right. Catch you guys later. See ya.